This is Radical Learning Talks with Sari Gonzalez and Becca Koritz. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about de-schooling and how it's a process for both kids and adults to help us break away from oppressive systems based on control and fear to move towards systems and relationships based on trust and freedom. At the end of the day, de-schooling is a liberation tool. And we're going to give you tips on how to kickstart your de-schooling process or continue on that process to advocate for your and your kids' freedom. So we're back and I'm super excited because we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, de-schooling. Sadie, how would you explain what de-schooling is? Oh boy, it's... um it's a word that encompasses a lot of different things, but I think in the context of self-directed learning, it is really about deprogramming. And, and that really is about looking at ourselves and our fears and trying to move towards a different way of doing things. So specifically, there are kind of two processes of de-schooling. Exactly. One is, uh, kind of the, the learner track, the kid track, and the other one is the adult track. Uh, you can take this, Becca, <laughs> you know yeah. a lot about this. <laughs> well, I, I love talking about, about de-schooling for kids, even though I think that the word is misleading, mm. because when we talk about de-schooling, it sounds like as if it has to do with school, and sometimes, yes, it definitely does. But I've seen kids who've never been to school that are in a de-schooling process. And so in that sense, it, it can be really misleading. And maybe like the most, the most correct term would be deprogramming or something like that. And I think we'll dig deeper into what kind of deprogramming is yeah, that. Yeah, so that was the first thing I thought of is what, what are we deprogramming? What are we coming from? And sometimes I don't like the word, the term de-schooling because it, it's, it has like this negative connotation, like you're, un, you're negatively de-schooling, but it's actually a beautiful process. It's moving towards authenticity. It's moving towards connection. It's moving towards looking at and overcoming and surpassing and transforming these programs that we have. So when we talk about programmings, um, we're really talking about things that we have ingrained in the ways that we do things, in the ways that we look at education, in the ways that we look at parenting, in the ways that we look at how we're navigating the world that are not really in line with our true sense of self and in line with, with the future that we're all approaching. Yeah, I think that most of the time it has to do with a programming that comes from how our society is structured. That, that is what de-schooling is. It's like getting rid of those kinds of programmings. And so for children, it looks different than for adults. Um, children that have been under some kind of, what could we call it, adult pressure or control or try to structure the, the, the everyday life, uh, whether they've been to school or not, will still have to de-school. And de-schooling for children basically what it boils down to Sadi, it's like a detoxing and a healing process that occur at the same time and I've been fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to to um, observe this in so many children 
And I say unfortunate because when I've, whenever I've encountered it and I've seen it, to begin with, with my own son, it, it breaks my heart because it's very clear that our way of trying to structure our kids' world and lives um, is unhealthy because they kind of disconnect from who they are. It happens very clearly in the school system. And you know uh, that I have worked with a lot of children that have been completely free and like been able to self-direct their, their own learning all the time. And then I've met a lot of kids that have been to different kinds of school. And it, it, it can, it, you know, it's, so, it, it's also been like Montessori schools or Waldorf schools where there's still an adult agenda and all these children they come with patterns uh, where they don't know how to take initiatives they don't know how to solve problems they don't know how to create something and they tend to look bored uh, and they express that a lot. It's like, so what's next? What's what's going to happen now? Yeah, I see this a lot in the center where kids that have come from more conventional settings, they come in and they're like waiting for a facilitator to tell them what to do. And I think at first their de-schooling process comes with some anxiety of how do I fit into this free space? How do how do how do I be? How how can I be in this space when I've been told for so many years what to do and how to do it? Exactly. And what I have observed many times is like kids, you know, even like their their physical posture, how they stand, they look impotent, like like powerless. Uh, with their arms hanging and they're like I'm bored I don't know what to do and this this happens a lot in centers like like Explora our our agile learning community but it also happens obviously if your children have been to school and you suddenly decide to unschool there has to be a de-schooling process before that and that de-schooling process in general in general doesn't look that pretty for us adults because we're like oh now we're gonna give them freedom and it's gonna be so much fun and we're gonna do all these cool things and then you end up with children who finally have their own space their own time um, and they're supposedly having their, their the power back of their own lives but they don't know what they want to do because they're disconnected they've been disconnected from their inner compass so they don't know and they don't have a lot of initiative taking. So maybe they're stuck on the screen all day, which of course is going to freak us out and as parents. And that's a big trigger for parents. Oh it's God, like, yeah. What? So is de-schooling mean that my kid just gets gets <laughs> to be on a screen all day? And there's a process, there's an internal process that is happening there that is de-schooling that many people don't understand. Yeah, and I think that many people, they, they confuse it. They think that this is unschooling. So the child is only on the computer or on the iPad. And that isn't the thing. The thing is here, the kid is actually detoxing from adult pressure. The kid is healing and starting to connect again with him or herself. And that will take time. And it takes different amounts of time. It can take up to years. Yeah. And, you know, I have people that say, well, my kid has, I mean, in my situation, this has been the case, right? My, my kid has never been to a conventional schooling, so they're not de-schooling, but 
I, as a parent, am still de-schooling because I have programmings. And again, you know, we want to emphasize like this is not at all about shame or blame or pointing the finger or saying, you know, like our parents weren't good enough or they didn't do or, you know, the system down with the system. But it's really about recognizing structures that we have been a part of and systems that we have been a part of and programmings that have trickled down to us about who we need to be, how we need to be, um, in which ways and what timing we need to be. And parents, we have had longer time in that system than, than our kids. And so my son has never been in a system, in, in a conventional system before, but I'm doing my work. And so that's the other de-schooling process yes, that I would love exactly. to talk about is the adult de-schooling process. Yeah, which is, which is different. And I think that, you know, if you think that you can take your kids out of the system or go directly from homeschooling to unschooling without de-schooling, that is that is probably a common mistake you know we think it's a fast shift and it isn't because we need to do the work in order to support our kids so for instance if you think about my son for instance when we started de-schooling it took him a year to de-school before he could fully move into unschooling and my work in that process was to look at my own fears when he didn't want to do anything but be on the screen. He read too. He was reading a lot of books and he was on the screen all the time, but he didn't want to go for walks. He didn't want to see his friends. He didn't want to do anything. And what came up for me and what comes up for most adults is obviously fear. Is this is this what it's going to be like now? Oh my God, this can't be healthy. Like, you know, you get into all these fears and that's where our de-schooling process can actually kick in if we let it if we start questioning what's coming up for us. Yeah, so we like to give tips all the time. And I think, you know, in terms of thinking about de-schooling and how we can begin to approach de-schooling if we've never done it or we're still in our process is just that first thing, like check in with how we feel about the programmings and the systems that are in place and our fears. So, you know, a lot of common fears that I hear from parents that are entering into an agile learning center or de-schooling, homeschooling are, you know, it, is my kid just going to be sitting there all day? What are they doing with their time? You know, what, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean they've just been playing with Legos for a month straight? Like, Aren't what, you going to challenge them? Yes. That is a big question. It's a question I've asked myself as as a parent, you know, oh, my kid needs to be challenged right now. And, you know, a a thing that I would suggest to parents is ask your kids whether they want to be challenged and whether they think that's important. Because I've heard kids say and ask that question back to their parents, like, do I need to be challenged? (laughs) Why? Why do I need to be challenged? And whose agenda is that? And I think de-schooling is also about parents checking their agendas. And so... Thank you for that. Yes. A lot of it is about shifting to systems that are not oppressive and looking at the oppression in our systems. And so de-schooling is like anti-oppression liberation work where we are decolonizing um, in many cultures this top-down approach, this power over. And it's an important thing that we need to all look at as, as a world, as a society, in order to begin shifting shifting our world to one that is more collaborative and inclusive and um, authentic. 
Yeah, I would say that. And, and I love what you said about like checking our own agenda, because I believe that many of the parents that I've met um, have felt or feel resistance towards do doing this work. And I think it has to do with us always wanting to be good parents. And when we start questioning these fears that we have or behaviors or patterns, it can make us feel not good enough. And I just want to emphasize this is not a personal thing. I mean, we're doing the personal work, but it is about a system. It is about society. It is about how it's built, what it looks like with almost always a pyramidal structure top down and um, that is what we need to de-school from so that we don't repeat those structures with our kids thinking that we own their time and that we need to challenge them or do specific things in order for them to kickstart their unschooling because the process has to take its own time. Yeah, and one thing that comes to mind, Becca, is that this is a process about breaking cycles. Yes, it is. And so what are the cycles in our life that we want to break? You know, where, how can we create a different future for our kids and our grandkids? And what are the things that we, we want to change long term? You know, we'll generate, we, are, we are healing generational wounds. It's big work. Yeah, it is big work. And I think that, like, I would really welcome parents to, to dive into this because, again, it's not about not being adequate enough as a parent. It's about wanting to break these patterns, change the cycles that we've grown up in. And in order to do that, we have to take a look at ourselves and see how we were affected. Becca, why do you think that de-schooling is so important? It is about power structures. And I think that that is why it's so important to look at de-schooling, uh, understanding that we're looking at power structures and how we repeat those structures unconsciously if we don't question them. So yeah, this is liberation work and it's big. And there's so, so much to it. And there are some really great thought leaders and uh, people doing work around anti-oppression specifically when it comes to the self-directed education movement and maybe that's the angle that you want to come to this work this personal work in and maybe not maybe it's going to take a while to get there but I think liberation is at the heart of de-schooling and self-directed education and unschooling it's about moving towards um, power systems of power with versus power over. It's moving towards collaboration. It's moving towards breaking cycles that keep us bound to 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 relationships and ways of of operating in this world where it's it's about control. And so it's very deep work. It is, and I think that like what happens with many parents is that we want something different for our children. We want a different kind of future for them. We want to be able to support them to walk into another kind of world and co-create that world. And at the same time, if we don't do that work ourselves, it's gonna fall short. It's not gonna work. We're not gonna be able to support our kids fully. And most unschooling families that I meet, they struggle a lot with this. And they have a lot of questions and they have a lot of fears. And 
of course that's normal because we all grew up in a very controlled society yeah and i think that that's the the place to start you know is is begin i mean we're big about observation but begin to think about what are our fears so you know specifically around school you know i get we talk about yes buts and i get a lot of this from from you know people in my life that are beginning to understand what it is that my family is doing it's like yes but how will they go to college and yes but how how is he gonna you know how's your son gonna learn math and all of this and and begin to to question why is that important where is that coming from um, and where is the thought coming from that you can't learn something if you don't have someone teaching you exactly exactly so begin to really dissect and reflect on why we feel the things we feel are important are important (laughs) you know so i mean and and talking to our kids so my son is a great compass for me because whenever i get into my very schoolish mentality you know and my fears come up about him not being or doing a certain thing he'll remind me you know he will easily ask me why is that important or or say i don't want to do that why you know, and and they're great reminders. We we have to connect. We have to connect with our kids, and and hear hear their needs, and and hear where they're coming from to help us kind of snap snap out of it. Yeah, and I think that 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 approach is so different to what parents are used to doing. I think that whenever a parent, for instance, we can take screen time. So a parent sees that his child or her child is on the screen constantly and all these fears come up the the normal approach would be some kind of top down i think you're spending too much time on the computer i don't think that that's good for you we need to regulate this time and it comes from it comes from oppression and i would invite the dialogue i would first focus on the kid and be like wow i see you spend a lot of time on the computer what is it that you're doing you know and come not from an interrogation kind of kind of viewpoint or imposition exactly but rather more curiosity be be curious what what's going on what are you doing on the computer tell me more i want to find out (laughs) so when you start understanding what's going on and you have this openness to listen to understand your child then it's going to be easier after a while to be able to say you know what comes up for me like I've read these articles about about screen time and how it's bad for the brain and I kind of feel a little bit freaked out now when I see you spend so much time on the computer what do you think about that which is very different it is very different and in in doing that we're modeling for our kids so we're modeling empathy we're modeling curiosity you know we're listening skills listening exactly and i think de-schooling is so much about moving moving away from systems and ways of operating that are are very you know we say top down power over meaning i know best and you know it's adultism basically it's It's, i'm the adult i know better than you and therefore you're going to obey me and sorry guys that doesn't work that's not the way (laughs) that the world i mean it is the way the world works quote unquote because that's what we're trying to kind of fight against here in in this movement but it's long term it doesn't work it doesn't create 
health and happiness and or trusting relationships or collaboration or inclusivity i mean all the problems that we're having in our world are based off of these top-down approaches so de-schooling i think is is really about getting deep in that and and beginning to with a curious mindset you know ask ask the questions that will bring us closer to our kids not more not farther from them exactly and i would like to um, just take a moment to talk about the de-schooling process for the children and what you can do as parents because i've gone through it and i have supported a lot of parents going through that process where you see that your child is without initiative doesn't want to do anything doesn't want to get up doesn't want to do what you think would be healthy activities like moving or i don't know sports or socializing and i think it's so important to remember that these kids are detoxing from those kind of oppressive structures where others have told them what they're supposed to do. And now they have the free time, they have the freedom to decide themselves, and it's going to take time before they reconnect with themselves. So what your work really is, is support your kid fully in that process, not solving this de-schooling process, this detoxing for them, but rather give them space for it. Take a couple of steps back. Look at your own expectations, because this isn't a process that we can rush. If we try to direct the de-schooling process for the children, we're going to interfere in a negative way, and it's only going to take more time. So it's really about just giving space. And I would add to that giving space to yourself like you can't support your learner in their de-schooling process if you're not de-schooling yourself thank you for that my friend so keep a journal you know ask have deep conversations with your partner with the people in your lives that know what you're working towards and ask for support ask for support yeah there's so many different things you can do we're starting with webinars now in October yeah every second Saturday of the month as from October we're going to offer free webinars yeah and I'm they're excited. they're de-schooling webinars and we're we're in this process together you know I, I doing this work was always nerve-wracking for me because it's like well I'm not an expert on this fully because I'm still in my process but we need community you know Mary said this in, in one of our last podcasts like we need to stick together here because we're all learning and we have so much to share with one another and I think that's another that's another thing we need to de-school from that we have to arrive you know we have to get to, the, to this place where we can be experts like the de-schooling process for adults will go on for the rest of our lives I've been de-schooling actively for 20 years way before I got my son and I'm still de-schooling I'm still discovering these patterns in me because that's how ingrained they are it's about learning how to recognize them, how to sit down with yourself and and question what comes up for you, questioning your beliefs, your fears, all these thoughts, all the thoughts of what we think is important or what we think things should look like. We're probably wrong. I also think that a big factor here, an important guide is our instinct. And Tell me more. Well, I think in looking at at my son, for example, um, whenever he has an instinct to do something, I either trust that and support it, 
or I begin to question it. And I do that with him and I do that with myself. And in order to, you know, an instinct is something that comes naturally. And all the programs that we're talking about are not natural. And so it's this constant uh, process of trying to move towards what is more natural in us, right? Moving away from impositions. And the more that we can, you know, I don't know, take up a meditation practice, have quiet moments with ourselves. Um, talk to friends, be part of a community, begin to really unpack all of these programmings and things that are oppressing us, the more we're able to connect to our instinct and that natural way of being. Yeah, it's that inner compass. Uh, A mother once said, is it like a GPS inside? I'm like, yeah, I call it the inner compass. It could be the inner GPS. And we're so disconnected from it when we're we've grown up in a system where where other make those decisions for us when we're not allowed to listen to our instinct listen to our intuition do what feels good follow follow that that urge you know and de-schooling i think both for kids and for adults is about that it's about reconnecting with ourselves and looking within and I remember clearly, I, I, I've had this discussion with, with one mother who's very, very brave in her process where she said, but how can I be a model to my kids when I don't know? I don't know what I want. How can I, I say this again? How can I be a model to my kids if I myself am so disconnected, I don't even know who I am or what I want? And I think she summed it up beautifully. And that is scary, but that's also part of the de-schooling process. Reconnect with ourselves. And that's the weird thing about university, right? How do we know what we want to do for the rest of our lives? We have to pick a major and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get certified in the thing that we don't even know we want to do. Yeah, I had that conversation with my son the other day because he's turning 16 this year. And I said to him, do you think that you will want to study at the university one day? And he said, nope. And I was like, really, how so? And he said, because I'm not sure I will need it. And I was like, okay, but, but what if you would need it? Like, what if you would need to have a university degree to get the job you really want? And he was like, well, then I would study at the university. And I'm like, okay, and how would you do that? He was like, well, you know, there are ways, there are ways you can, you can, you know, get certified, not certified, where you can graduate and get the grades you need. And also he said, there are universities that actually don't even care about grades that receive unschoolers. And I was like, okay, perfect. If I was a university admissions person, I would want those people. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I, I find that, People that are going that have gone through and are going through de-schooling process, unschoolers, um, it's really about embracing like a holistic lifestyle and way of looking at life and having different, you know, unique experiences, diverse experiences, and and not just like conforming and having like one way of doing things. So I find those people to be really fascinating. Yeah, and I, I mean, God, I had another one of those questions that popped up. Uh, in, in some flow at some point there was there was a mother who said but if your child doesn't go to university then 
he could never get a PhD. And I was like, that's true. But on the other hand, at 15, my son is already doing that kind of research on that level in the area that interests him most. He doesn't have to wait until until he's 30. He He's doing it right now. And I think that that is also like a big, big, big difference. So, I mean, just to exemplify, there's so many of these, yes, but, and whenever we, they pop up in our heads, that's a moment for, for de-schooling. For reflection. Yeah. So, Becca, what, what happens if somebody's like, yeah, this sounds super interesting. How do I do this? Where do I start? Whew. Well, I would, I would start with that. I would start with the yes buts because we all have them. Yes, but what if? Yes, but we'll, you know, take these yes buts, sit with them, look at them, question them. Like, I mean, hardcore question, question them. Yes, but how are they going to survive if they don't get grades? Okay, does this mean that people have never survived without grades? Can you find example of people who are actually not only getting by, but making a great living and creating a great life without grades, without a university degree? It's about questioning all these things that come up for you. Look at them and sit with them and just don't take them for for granted. Just don't think that that what you hear in your head are are true things. It's not necessarily the truth. It's maybe how we have been brought up and it's what we think we know of the world, but what if we're wrong? And I think de-schooling for adults is a lot about asking ourselves what if I'm wrong? I think it's also about the process. And in this work, we talk a lot about it. Not, we're not focusing on an outcome. It's about the process and about what we're learning as adults. The fact that we don't just stop learning because we're out of college or we got the job and we got the house and whatever. We're, we keep learning. So trust the process of your own learning and trust the process of the learning of your kids or your partners or your neighbors or people in general. And understand that learning happens all the time and it doesn't stop just because you quit school. Absolutely. And so trust the process, listen to your kids, listen to the cues that your kids are giving you. So I spoke about instinct and specifically, you know, when my son wants to do something that maybe my programmings are like, no, he's going to fall. He's going to, he's super active. So it's like he wants to climb something really high. No, no, no. He's going to fall. Step back. Ask your kid. Are you, are you okay up there? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, so then I need to shut up and just trust him. <laughs> That's de-schooling. Yeah, that is de-schooling. De-schooling is asking myself, why am I so fearful about this? And when it, does my fear interfere with his process? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, like this idea that we need to, we need to step in so much and we need to kind of structure things for kids or interfere in their process whenever we feel that urge that is when we really have to look at ourselves and say like okay so where this where is this coming from it's about trust it's about learning how to trust the process and learning how to trust your child and maybe also trust yourself trust yourself yeah 
So Becca, what if you don't do this? What if, what is a world of people not wanting, willing, able to, I mean, I think everyone's able, capable of doing it, but what happens if you don't de-school? Well, then we'll stay in the same kind of world that we're, we've grown up in, right? And I think that that's not possible. Evolution pushes us forward. We're also part of life, so we're also part of evolution. And I honestly think that de-schooling is part of evolution in that sense. It's, it's a way we are evolving as human beings. And I think that most importantly here is if you are a parent and you want to shift the education of your kid, uh, going towards more freedom and more autonomy, if you don't do that work of de-schooling, you are going to become an obstacle for your kid. You're not going to be able to be the best support for your child. I also would add that, or question, the question, will you have the most authentic, collaborative, equitable relationship with your kid? Exactly. What kind of relationship do you want with them? Yeah, definitely. Do you want to be the person they're calling up, you know, when they're older, saying, hey, mom, this is happening, and what do you think, and... You know, or do you want your child to shy away from you and start inventing lies and stuff because there's no trust? Right. So it's about building relationships. It's about focusing on equitable relationships and treating our kids as the humans that they really are, not just like children. And being advocates for their freedom. So we know that this is hard. It's really challenging to do this work and it can feel lonely sometimes and it can be confusing. Um, a lot of things can come up between you and your learners or your family. So please reach out and find support, uh, find communities to help you, find people to help you. We're here. This is the work that we're doing. We have a training in October called The Shift and we also will be offering it um, in the future as well. But come down to Mexico and take this training if you're interested, if you don't know how to begin this or you're in your de-schooling process and reach out to us with questions, concerns, stories. We wanna hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like for us to talk about on this podcast. Uh, it, takes, it does take a village. It really does. It really does. So we hope to hear from you guys soon. As you can see, there's a lot of fears coming up when we embark on the unschooling and de-schooling journey. In the next episode of Radical Learning Talks, we're going to dive even further into those fears and look at what we can do in order to tackle them. Stay tuned. <laughs>